When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey cuties, I'm Miles Sexton, a content creator, activist, and loud and proud disruptor of the norm. On Our Private Bits, we talk about the things and people that don't get talked about enough or at all. Trust me, as a sober, HIV-positive, non-binary person, I would know. Join me as I chat with people in my life and from around the world whose stories deserve to be heard. Maybe you'll learn something new and you will definitely LOL. Our Private Bits is also part of the ACAST Creator Network. All right, cuties. Today on Our Private Bits, Tyler and I are going to be talking about being a trans queer couple and our experience when traveling. Want to say hi, babe? Oh, hey, everyone. I know you all miss Tyler so much. (laughs) (laughs) So much. What did you call yourself the other day? The personality of the podcast? I did. I said I was the funny one. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I'm the funny one. Yeah, I mean, sure. You're the emotional one. I'm the funny one. Tyler doesn't think I'm funny. Do you think I'm funny? (laughs) You're your moment. (laughs) Anyway, so we are really excited to chat about, you know, I think traveling, especially being a trans queer couple, because I think that's something I think that we have, we share as like a common thing. And I think in our relationship is that we both love to travel. And literally, I think since we started dating, I think we haven't stopped traveling and whether it's locally or internationally and i feel like we've been traveling like at least like once every three months it feels like totally I whether it. it's like you know within canada or abroad yeah nationally i think i don't know it's nice i think it brings us closer together but i think a lot of people don't realize i think also the anxiety and the fear that exists you know i think within traveling, I think for us. And, you know, I I really wanted to kind of do an episode to talk about, you know, that. So, you know, I think other people can have maybe a better like look into kind of what it's like and what we have to think about. I think we can't, we don't have the privilege or luxury of just, you know, going and traveling anywhere. And, you know, even though, yes, I think both as two white people, we do have like a certain set of privileges, but, you know, I think both within our own identities of, of being trans, I think, it comes with its own set of sort of fears. Yeah, right? I think so. I think for trans people and, and non-binary people, I think there's a whole uh, other set of anxieties that go into traveling. The anxiety that you know going through customs, mm-hmm. border control, whatever it is, pat downs, all that fun stuff. Totally. So I guess my first question is, you know, for you, Tyler, I think even you know, my experience versus your experience is totally, is totally different. So I guess like, what are, what are some of your like fears and anxieties, I guess, like when, when we're getting ready to like, let's just like focus in on like security and like going through the airport and like that sort of process. Yeah. Like I understand that I'm extremely privileged as well in the way that I look being, you know, stealth and, um, kind of blending in a little bit more as a masculine yeah. uh, male through the airport. Uh, the biggest anxiety comes through every time we have to go through 
um, like security or border control, I guess, <clears throat> in the sense of, um, first of all, I'm heavily tattooed. Yes. Okay. I, I obviously get pegged in the airport a lot for, <laughs> for a long Miles is trying to make a dirty comment by <laughs> winking and it's the most awkward anyways, um, about being pegged. But anyways, walking <laughs> through the airport, um, I obviously get the more quote unquote random checks just because of visually the way that I look, uh, being heavily tattooed and bald and, you know I mean? Like more on the alternative looking you scale. You look like a drug lord. Uh, yeah. I didn't want to say it, but I basically, uh, I'm one step away from being, yeah. <laughs> drug lord. <laughs> don't ask me to smuggle drugs because i'm gonna be the first one to get checked okay go ask the tiny little grandma exactly um just in the sense like so i always get the random um you know whatever hand swab randomly selected yeah the randomly se- yeah yeah randomly selected my ass um but then it, i think the other anxiety comes through if uh we are going through international wise and they do have that um I don't know. Is it like the a bomb? Yeah, like the bomb scanner, I guess, yeah. like the uh, the air compression scanners. Yeah. Uh, because it shows up if you're male or female, first of all, like, mm-hmm. like it scans your entire body. But I used to pack with a packer a lot, just um, traveling, just, you know, that was like a little mm-hmm. bit more secure. Um, insecurity wise for myself of being like, Oh, just present as, especially at the beginning days of my transition of mm-hmm. like present as much as possible to look like your passport. So, um, and what's a packer? Sorry. So people understand. Uh, packers just like a, like a silicone made, um, soft, um, I guess like phallic thing that you put in your pants. Okay. Underwear, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that shit, I didn't realize, but that stuff shows up as like an unidentified object, obviously on these, like, uh, scanners, oh, which just make more questions for myself. Um, like, did that actually? Did they actually like ask you at one? Like, one yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Literally, like, I, I it showed up. Obviously, it doesn't like show up as like a um, like what it looks like. It just shows up red on their screen of like oh, something's no. in my crotch. So I was like, well, this fucking backfired real hard. Um, got pat down, um, but then they're like, oh, like nothing's there. So. It just kind of went on, but I was like, I'm like, oh, it's not again in your pants. Yeah, yeah. It's not exactly. <laughs> not not gonna be the joke I'm gonna make to TSA. <laughs> <laughs> so like it must be just as awkward for them as it is for like you gonna having to get pat down. But I kind of like it. Like when it's like the hot security guard and like Yeah, okay, but how many times have you ever had the hot security guard? Tell me. I feel like all the times they get pat down, I've they're like pretty hot <laughs> yeah okay then, then i get you know aunt bertha in the back that's just pissed off because she didn't get paid her full hours like and then i get all that damn questions um and <laughs> you know <laughs> like anyways uh but that i mean i feel like that goes for trans women too though of going through those um security checkpoints in the sense of uh what shows up right because i feel like if you're pretty um early on in a in your transition even for a trans woman you might have not have had your breast augmentation mm-hmm. augmentation done or you might have not had bottom surgery so it's going to show up recognizing you know quote-unquote male uh, as a marker underneath your uh, when you go through so i feel like that's just going to raise eyebrows i remember like going through so uh traveling when i first transitioned um i'm sure everybody has you know renewal dates for their their passports and stuff my passport 
was coming up to being renewed within like, let's say three to six months. Mm-hmm. And I, I was driving down to the States and um, I didn't change my, like my gender marker on it yet uh, or my picture. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I was like, I'm not paying for this twice within, yeah, within six totally. months for me. And uh, um, I didn't realize though, how quickly my transition, like, facial features, stuff yeah. like that. We're going to like change so much. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was driving from Toronto, I think down to like Chicago, to be honest, or something like that. And, uh, going through the Windsor, Detroit, like border, border mm-hmm. which first of all, I've, why I did that. I don't know. But anyways, um, I remember getting stopped. Like I remember getting stopped for the fir- first time at like border control and, um, they pulled me over and they were like, okay, you need to take out your ID passports, leave money. I forget what else they told me to leave, but I wasn't allowed to take any personal items except for what they listed and my keys to be left on like the dash mm-hmm. of my car. And I had to like go into this like room. And just like wait for like a US, you know, like security guy. I like, I've never been so stressed out and anxious in my entire life. And I was like, this is going to go one of two ways. Mm -hmm. And like, I didn't really think of what they or why they were pulling me over at Mm -hmm. the time. So like, I'm freaking out, like having a, like, man, just a, worse than a midlife crisis i think i was just like going through every bad scenario you know i was playing like scenes from like boys don't cry in my head of how this is (laughs) gonna like go my ex at the time was like it's you know trying to calm me down i'm like but i don't think you understand like how badly this could go Mm -hmm. like if i get somebody who isn't um lgbt friendly or somebody who's extremely religious like and they have all the power right now like I was going through like every scenario for sure. Like I was either, I'm going to get my ass whooped, raped, or I'm going to end up dead in the mm-hmm. side. Like it was crazy. So I like went up to this giant dude who must've been like six, eight at the front and being like, uh, sir, can I just ask why, you know, like I've been detained and they're like, sorry, we can't release that information to you yet. And I was like, um, can I just take a wild guess in the dark about why you've pulled me over? And he just kind of like raised one eyebrow. I'm like, is there any chance that it's because my, um, driver's license doesn't match up to my passport right now. He just kind of looked at me. He's like, that's exactly what it is. I'm like, okay, if I, would you let me go? So at the time I still traveled with my name change, mm-hmm. um, my name change and, uh, all that stuff. So I was like, um, can I give you paperwork? I think in this best situation, the best advice I can give is like, ask questions before you do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I mean, here in Canada, we don't necessarily have to deal with the cops as as much as what people in the States have to deal with, with their intensity. Mm -hmm. Um, I I haven't anyways. I mean, it could definitely be the case up here, but I was just making, you know, I've watched cops. I'm like, just ask before you do anything, grab anything out of your pocket. So I'm like, I have uh, paperwork supporting that. Do you mind if I get it? So like I presented that. I'm like, listen, like I didn't get my ID changed or my my pictures or my gender marker updated or my name updated on like my passport. You know, it expires. And they were kind of like, hey, you need to really do this. They gave it back to me. When I got back to my car, it was just like fully like fully torn apart. Like yeah. everything was going through. Oh, I was like the God. scariest moment of my life. I, I honestly can't imagine it. I have only ever been pulled like aside, like into another room, like once. And it was like, because I was coming back from, I was coming back from Paris and like, that was like already like such a stressful thing. Cause they thought that like I had 
spent more money than like I was claiming, but like, Oh, I'm sure they have to deal with that a lot though. People like probably wearing all their most expensive shit yeah. on the plane home. So and, they don't like, have to you know, like, I'm bad for like dressing up when I go to the airport, I guess. Like I always feel like, you know, I'm like, I'm all about like manifesting, you know, the, the reality that you want. So, you know, I pretend that I'm like a celebrity when I'm at the airport and that's serve right. a look. That's your everyday. I know, but <laughs> manifest the life that you want, babe. But yeah, so that only that happened to me once. But it was also like I, I think I would get like so annoyed too, like when I would travel and like constantly be pulling over, and I just felt like it was like weird. Like it would never like happen in Toronto, but when I would go, no, it's always it, when you're coming home. Yeah, it's like always coming home, or like when I would go visit my family in the East Coast. Like it was like I just felt like people were like abusing their power. Oh, yeah, and like so targeting much. like yeah. me because like obviously like I'm a very like effeminate kind of presenting person like so it was just like I think it was like piss me off the so same much. the same issues just on the opposite end of yeah. just me looking like aka a drug lord apparently yeah it's it's like, um, super frustrating yeah I mean super frustrating but at the same time when like like that the situation of like the Detroit border I was mm-hmm. like oh like it was an eye opener for me because I think sometimes until we have an issue that happens traveling we're very blind to what could. Totally. could potentially be i mean like honestly my biggest advice for any uh like trans listeners or like non-binary listeners that have like had name changes or like mm-hmm. um marker their changes. gender marker changed is like carry your paperwork with you until everything matches just in case they ask mm-hmm. for that secondary id that may not match up and like i think we were talking about this for you is like you you wanting to change your marker id on your passport to x yeah and we didn't realize how many countries actually don't accept the x yeah most countries actually like don't recognize like non-binary as, like, yeah gender, and it's like so it's, so it's held me back from changing it to be honest because i'm like afraid of it kind of creating more problems for me when it because we travel so much which right. is just really unfortunate you know because obviously like every time i look at it it's a bit of like a trigger for me but like i don't know it's like what do I choose my authenticity like over my safety here? Like I just, I don't know if I want to like deal with that. I would say in like a lot of like travel cases, like safety definitely uh, needs to come first. Totally. As much as it, it, as much as it bothers you, but really how often are you staring at your passport? No. You know what I mean? It's like the one time of, you know, opening it a couple times in the airport and stuff like that. But um, just something to think about, like anybody out there too, that, you know, want wanting to change their, their gender marker to X. If you have that option Mm -hmm. is like to really consider um, what that means for your travel plans totally. in the future. Like, where can you go? Where can you not go? Like, is it going to hinder you uh, and create more problems while you're abroad? Yeah, exactly. So, because it's going to stand out, you know, and especially you don't know who, you know, like I think, you know, we just like went to Romania recently, you know, and I was like, I guess like our perceptions of that country, like going into it, I was like, Oh, oh man, like, everybody was, te- everybody was telling us like how te- terrible of a country it yeah. was going to be. And like, as a queer couple and we're like, all the gypsies are basically going to rob us and leave us in an alley. And like yeah. Romania was so I was opposite. so afraid like going there, but like, yeah. you know, we had to, we were going for work and, and then it like ended up totally turning out to be like the complete opposite. It was like such a progressive country i thought like you totally know. and then we learned that it's an actual safe haven for any queer couple People, in the surrounding yeah, like, like in european europe, yeah, yeah in the eastern europe countries and like the amount of gay bars where we go thor's hammer yeah <laughs> didn't get to see thor but yeah i think i think we're the only gays in the village because it was like seven o'clock at night <laughs> yeah, it was just just uh just thor's twink running in the bar it's true it's true <laughs> <laughs> um, 
anyways but yeah but like you know i i, I agree i, think I mean that- you even like before like romania you were saying that you well i mean you you said that you were gonna dumb down not dumb down sorry like but like dress yeah bring more conservative yeah for like you I, I really outfits. didn't bring like any of like my fashion i was miles left all the ball gowns at home yeah like which is like it's so tough like i really struggle with this when i'm traveling depending especially going to new countries like that i don't know sort of what it's like is like you know like i i still want to really like show up in my femininity and like you know and but it's tough. Like, I'm like, do I draw this attention to myself? Like, I also like, you know, I think when you're not in Canada and like mm-hmm. in sort of like this like safe bubble that we're sort of in, it's like, it's hard for me to like show up in those ways because like, I don't know, like how people are going to react. Am I going to be like physically like harmed or yeah. like targeted, you know, like you, it's, you brought a lot more like gender neutral stuff this yeah. time and like kind of still dress it up with uh, whatever your hats or like, totally. Like I'm still like, like kind of made I'm sure it, for but, a lot of people they're like, Oh, this person's like very metrosexual or like whatever. Yeah, totally. But like, you know, I, to me it's like, seems very casual. Cause I'm in like, you know, I'm wearing a lot more like, button downs and blouses and stuff like yeah. that you know but with my big hats but i don't know it's i guess I, it's me playing in my divine masculinity when i, I think this I trip from <laughs> romania though um yes we only went for seven days and you still packed as much as you did for our 21 day trip to costa rica but like i think <laughs> that was a dig <laughs> <laughs> i think i think you still really scaled it back yeah, I think so. I don't know. But it was like funny. Like I, I but then like it was like the opposite. Like when we went to Costa Rica, I felt because I heard like how progressive it was there. I oh, really totally. wasn't concerned at all. So no. I was like, you know, bringing some really fun outfits to Yeah, play Costa with. Rica is uh is very yeah, such an accepting place, mm-hmm. you know? And then and even like, you know, Peru, like that was like our first like big trip that we We took we, together. We took yeah. together. Exactly. And like, you know, it was so nice because we went with G Adventures, which A, like if you are a part of our community and like you want a safe travel company to go with, like 110% I recommend yeah, G- going with G Adventures. G Adventures just for like so many reasons, but like as a queer individual uh, or along the spectrum at all, like the fact that A, you're traveling with like-minded people for travel, mm-hmm. B, you're given a guide who knows the country or countries that you're visiting and you're in like a small group you know, anywhere between whatever, eight to whatever, 16 or whatever it is that like, that's your safe space for the entire trip. And like with G adventures, if you want to talk, I know miles, you did a lot of work with them. Like explain like what G adventures is. Yeah, I mean, like, well, basically, it's like, uh, you know, it's a very much like a sustainable and like local way to travel in, mm-hmm. in countries. So, like, they only work with like local businesses and local guides, and you only go to like local restaurants, and like, so it's it's very much like a really the money's cool being put way. back, yeah, in, back into the community. into the community and country. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, like, and so you very much get like a very authentic version of travel you know when mm-hmm. you go because i think a lot of the time people like travel and they go sit on sit at an all-inclusive resort yeah. but like you're not actually experiencing the country at all and like with g adventures i find that like your local authentic experience is like is so much more and, and for those like backpack travelers mm-hmm. that don't know where to get started or how to plan a trip is perfect because and it's very affordable i'm gonna say that like from like for the most part outside of like going to antarctica and stuff mm-hmm. where it, it just 
for yeah, many reasons cost a, a yeah. lot and it's because it's remote but all of our trips have been extremely affordable, affordable and like you know everything's planned for you like totally. you just show up yeah, here you know book all of your hotels your travel like yeah, intercountry travel it's yeah amazing um but also like i think i what i really liked is that you know we could disclose that we were like a queer couple you know yeah. so like you know that like precedence already sort of like was set up for us mm-hmm. like before any of our trips so like i i think i you know, I didn't have to go in there and be like, oh, this isn't my brother, <laughs> you know, like this uh, isn't uh, my roommate. Like it's like 100 you know. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The the guides that we had with us for the whole trip like already knew and like they all have to go through like a diversity and inclusion training training, in order to like to be there you know and even like when we went Costa Rica um you know we had like yeah uh, like a queer guide which Mm -hmm. was awesome like junior was so amazing so Mm. um yeah so I think I think it's like an interesting I think it's a cool way to sort of like travel to know that you're going to be like safe and with a good group of people and um. Yeah, I don't know. I think I've, I've really enjoyed that sort of aspect of it. But something I realized that we didn't get to chat about earlier that I that I wanted to mention when we were talking about sort of like fears and whatnot. I guess like I, I wanted to ask you this because like you know obviously you have to when we're traveling over a week you know we you have to travel with your testosterone. I have to bring my HIV medication. So like, what do you do with like your needles and your testosterone and like what's sort of the protocol that you have to do with that? Um, for me, I've just asked for a letter from my doctor that says, uh, like why I'm traveling in case I do get any questions that I do have a piece of paper that's signed by my healthcare professional that says, you know, I, I do need this, you know, for basic life, Mm -hmm. um, day-to-day life support, basically, um, that it's just a, a hormone replacement. Yeah. Um, obviously my gender markers and stuff have all been changed. So it's just more, more of that. So if anybody does question about why I have my testosterone on me or, you know, my needles, um, that I have it, that I have it covered. Um, I think I mentioned the other day, I'm going to give a shout to another a trans brother out there that has a company called, um, stealth bros mm-hmm. that has a, uh, like a travel carry case. And I have yet to get one, but like this travel carry case has like everything to put your like testosterone in and a safe place for your needles and a little like disposal box. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. the hardest part for me is that I usually just bring, you know, obviously my, all my needles, uh, can be recovered and stuff. And I, I keep them with me to dispose back at home mm-hmm. on, if there's no needle boxes around and stuff like that but anyways uh, self bros is awesome i need to go get one and do you like do you put that in your carry-on do you put that in your check luggage like what's your um, tips I've, with that yeah like i've i've done it in both um 
I tend to get you to carry it mm-hmm. and it, it, or check my luggage myself. I mean, Miles is always bringing three bags of check luggage, so I don't have to really worry about it. But um, I used to try to put it in my check luggage. Um, that way it doesn't really necessarily show up on the radar of, yeah. of like, you know, my carry on wire, there are needles in my carry on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, if it's going to be in my carry on, I literally have it in a Ziploc bag with my note. So if they do pull it out, everything's like right there. Nice. So I don't try to hide, like, again, it comes back to like visually the way that I look, I feel like, you know, if I try to hide it a little bit more, make it a little bit more um, difficult to find, like, it's just going to be more questions for me. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I first got diagnosed with HIV and I had to travel with my medication, I felt like I had such like crippling anxiety and like paranoia because I was like, oh my God, they're going to pull me over and they're going to like ask me about like my medication. And like, I was like really fearful because like, you know, at that time, I don't think that the laws had changed, especially because I was traveling to the US so much. So I think still at that time, um, you know, people living with HIV had to like technically like declare that they had HIV like coming into the US. That's crazy. That I wasn't able to do it. I don't, that actually like, since I spoke about this on another episode, um, the law has been updated. So like that, that's Good. not a case anymore, which is amazing. But you know, that fear was still sort of oh, in the yeah. back of my mind when I was first diagnosed. So it was just like, it was so terrifying. Cause it's like, you know, for me, I don't have the luxury of, you know, like I, you know, for you, you take your injection once a week. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah, but yeah. like for me, I have to take my pill every single every day, day. You don't right? have an option to not. No. So like I have to carry it in my carry on, but like the pills are so large that I'm always like so paranoid that it's going to like show up as like a large sort of quantity <laughs> of drugs in my carry on. I'm like so paranoid about it all of the time. Like literally these pills are like, yeah, the horse pills. Yeah, they're massive. Like, I'm trying to think, like, what something that compare like a lima bean kind of thing. Like, they're freaking huge. Um, oh my god. Anyway, but like, always if you're, I actually never have had like any mm-hmm. any issues like so far. Which like I've had honestly like so. I've had more issues based on like how I look mm-hmm. than like me being a trans guy. Yeah, like I've had like some of the most crazy experiences being pulled over by like whatever other countries tsa's totally it's not no i've been been there too i've tried everything like i've like i've dressed in like short of a suit like khakis and polos no no i just look like a richer drug lord apparently but have you ever had like any issues like like within the countries that you're traveling in like you've traveled i feel like to more more kind of places that don't like that being queer is not legal so uh i honestly i haven't like i just um again like i i know i understand how privileged i am being mm-hmm. a very stealth like trans man like blending in yeah. everywhere i go and like i think that's um i've always just kind of recognized like a pda you know like just to be careful with pda yeah. and uh, like i've been to jamaica a few times and it's still very not accepted down there Mm -hmm. so you know just just understanding your surroundings and like a time and a place where i just i I haven't i haven't also given my my myself like an opportunity to put myself in those situations Mm -hmm. i think um and i guess that's why you know like i guess like the difference between like our romania trip like we weren't with a group of people and like when we were in mm -hmm. peru and costa rica like we were with a group of people so like you know i felt like it was like strength in numbers right like it was so nice being able to like travel with g adventures and like 
you know, kiss you in photos and hold your hand in photos, you know, where like in Romania, I was like very still like very concerned right. about, you know, like holding your hand or like kissing you for videos and stuff or Instagram. Mm-hmm. But like, it was actually like really funny because when we were in Romania, we were walking through like sort of this like old town and this like queer couple was like walking towards us, like holding hands and like looking fabulous. And I freaking looked them, looked at them like I was like a psychopath i was so excited to see queer people i was like smiling so big at them and they looked at me like i was gonna mug them (laughs) yeah you uh i think you came on a little too strong babe you know you know you were like like, people yeah (laughs) no yeah they looked back at us literally like we were going to mug and murder them 100%. 100%. Mean, meanwhile. <laughs> I know. But I mean, like, regardless, I think, like, the overall point of what I'm trying to make is that there's still, like, there's, I don't know, I think it's, like, 94 countries in the world that it's, like, still, like, technically, like, a death sentence yeah. or, like, a criminal sentence to be queer. And it's, like, you know, that's scary because I think that there is so many beautiful places in the world that I want to yeah, visit. It, it, it takes the joy out of it, of, of the sense of like having to really, 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 really think and travel. Like, man, like I would love to go to Japan. Yeah. I am absolutely terrified just because of how tattooed I am. Like there's places like I cannot go. Really? I oh yeah. Like, like, like the bathhouses or like the public bathhouses because it's very, I, I'm, I'm very sure that it, tattoos are very associated with um mafia and it's stuff like that down I there and like changed now it's not i literally was just watching a tiktok about no it the other way. day and okay, like whoa. it's I, it's like certain stuff like that like not even being queer individual but like as heavily tattooed as I, I mean if we go to um like the middle east mm-hmm. like i have to cover up how like your tattoos yeah why again culture it's, really it's so a, like a yeah i didn't know this so it's not always like queer issues that we all, all have to worry about as well. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Totally. I'm going to be rocking a face keeny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the ones on my head. Sure. <laughs> um, what would you say has been the most like accepting place that you have traveled to that you've like really enjoyed? That's a tough one. Yeah. I don't know. Most accepting place yeah. that I've ever traveled. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. Okay. So like, I mean, for me, I've traveled almost across Canada, which has been like, you know, we're such a massive country. So like, I've never really had any sort of like issues, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, in Canada, like, yeah, no issues in Canada, but you like the most accepting place I've tried. I thought you meant like internationally. Yeah, I mean, it could be anywhere. I mean, I mean, I mean, Canada is uh, like just safe, just because we know like our laws, regulations, and like where we stand and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, Mexico, I found like super. I was gonna say Mexico. I feel so bad for me. Mexico, for sure. I'm trying to think. I don't think like I've had like I've had awesome like travel experiences, but to like blatantly say that they've been like accepting is kind of hard to say. Like a good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, I mean that's fair. You, all, you also have to remember that like ninety percent of my traveling has been with like, yeah, as a straight individual. Fair, fair so every place, <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. You're just super stealth. Yeah, um, I mean, well, I went to Disney with like my ex. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And I like, they were super skinny and like 
effeminate and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, I, I, this Disney World in Florida was a lot different twelve years yeah, ago than that's happening than right now, yeah. or like longer than like right now. <laughs> totally. Like I feel like I think the better question is is like or not even the question, but the statement is like, um, what's changed in traveling over the last little bit? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that where I used to feel comfortable, like I went to New Orleans, New Orleans was yeah. like the best trip of my life. Like I, that was like the best road trip I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. I would not dream right now of driving through the deep South. Yeah. I, I, as a couple no, right sure. now. And as a trans man, I would not yeah. do it. Dude, there's literally like travel warnings now for us yes. like to go it's like to Florida, for example. Yeah. There's literally it's travel warnings for the queer community traveling within the States right now, which is insane to me because like back to your question, like what's the funnest or like most accepting place? Like I've never had issues and until recently, which is so scary. Hmm. Like for us to take a long weekend now and like drive down to Nashville. Yeah. I know. Right. Like that's true. So one of the places that surprised me the most, it definitely was not the safest, but I did like a modeling contract in Paris and I was actually like shocked. You know, again, this was like, I'm going to say like eight or nine years ago is when I went there, but like it, I couldn't believe like how queer phobic like really was there like you think like you could just to me like working in fashion i was like paris like the city of fashion like it's going to be so accepting and creative but like there is very much like like when people say like they're parisian like it is like a cult you know (laughs) like it's like i'm not even joking it's like there's an aesthetic there is a lifestyle there is like a food that people eat like and there is not much like breaking outside of that and interesting you know so it was really funny like I was like, they are like, so this is like in my like Tilda Swinton era. So like imagine my baby miles. I had a shaved like Mohawk bleached, all bleached blonde, bleached eyebrows, no beard, like was serving androgynous, you know, fashion, wore high heels every single day. Like it was like, you know, but I was like, I remember like packing my outfits for, for Paris and being like, okay, you know, we're serving runway. And I had this like faux fur vest that it was like black. It kind of looked like fox fur. And like I would wear like that over like my leather pants and like a long black like kind of like dress like underneath. And I literally had people spit in my face like on the street. Is it because I thought you were wearing real fur? No, it was like because I was queer. They were, huh. they were like, you know, like I, I speak enough French to like understand. They would literally like, and I wasn't wearing that, that vest every single day, but that was the day I got spit in the face. And then like another day I was wearing a different outfit and I was wearing my heels and like a friend of mine, like a, we went to a restaurant and we were speaking English with each other because I can't like have full conversations in French. And the table beside us were saying like the most like disgusting things. Like they were literally being like, oh, like I wonder how they like fuck each other. And like, I bet they get like shit like all over their dicks. And like, they were like literally saying that like two feet away from us. Oh my God. See, this is where I want to learn. Like, um, like something in every language to be like, I understand you. Even if I don't like, totally. just like, just to shut them the fuck up. Oh my God. So, and then, and then like, I, that I'm, surprises that me so much. And then like another restaurant we went to, like we sat down and the people like their food was like just being served as we were sitting down and they like got up and left because they didn't want us. They didn't want to eat in the same restaurant as me. And like this other person. That's crazy. And then like we were walking down the street one day, like one evening after like getting dinner and I was like holding my friend's like arm because I was wearing these like ridiculous heels and like it's cobblestone everywhere, which is like a nightmare for a stiletto. And 
and this guy like literally like punched him in the face what because i was holding his arm like it was like it was just bananas i was like am i in like the twilight zone now like i'm i came from like a rural town and like i didn't experience the amount of physical like and like verbal abuse that i experienced in like the short period of time that i was in paris that's insane yeah i couldn't believe it absolutely couldn't believe it (laughs) that's insane to me and i think it comes back to like even um thinking how safe you were going to be versus mm-hmm. the reality. I think that's like a huge thing with traveling, being queer or trans, non-binary, whatever it may be of like kind of really doing your research before you travel to a company, yes. uh, like as a country too, to be like, is there uh, an area that's more accepting? And like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's apps out there now too, that like, uh, like that will show all queer owned or queer. Yeah. Queer highly check out. There's like this amazing website called everywhere is queer. And you can like find like queer businesses and like any queer like sort of establishments mm-hmm. like almost all over the world. Like anyone can sign up for it. In Canada, we also have like the Rainbow Registered Program, which is really, really cool. Like that you have, you know, businesses have to go through like an inclusive training mm-hmm. in order to like become a Rainbow Registered, but you can like look them up like all over Canada, which is awesome. Like, yeah, I just think it's like when you're doing your research, if they're isn't a massive or even registered any place maybe it's like a cue to like just kind of you got to blend in which sucks because at at that point we all have to like almost like put ourselves back in the closet and like not put the shame cloak back on Mm -hmm. of who we are but again like it comes down to safety of the sense of like i still want to travel and just because i'm i fall within this queer umbrella doesn't mean that I shouldn't be allowed to travel or shouldn't be allowed to like totally. go over there, but my safety is number one. So and, I, and I would say just, yeah, research, check it out, you know, like talk to people that have been, be like, yes. what's your, what's your experience or, or find, you know, mm-hmm. travel groups. And like, I think that's why we felt so safe. You know, Peru's been on my bucket list to mm-hmm. like go to Machu Picchu forever. Yeah. And yeah, we were talking about going to Morocco and like, we want to go to um, like the middle East and stuff like that. Egypt. Mm-hmm. I even said to you for Egypt, I'm like, I am not traveling there unless we're with a group. Yeah, absolutely. A travel safe. Because like I know that my, you know, G Adventures leader or that my other tour group leader isn't going to put me in a situation where I don't want to be in. Totally. And and they know that country. They know like everything about it. They're gonna tell you, you know, don't go here or mm-hmm. don't go there. Or I know it's always like I don't know if you remember like from so many years ago, like when Gigi Gorgeous, like this amazing kind of trans model and advocate, mm-hmm. like was traveling, it was somewhere in the Middle East that she was traveling to and like got detained. And I think that, like, if I'm not mistaken, like I think that they like either like strip searched her or like something and, and she Isn't like blogged it, about it on YouTube like they, afterwards. Didn't they strip search her and then put her in the male deta- detainment center or was I, that somebody else? Like, I don't know. But there were Yeah, I, that's yeah, nuts. It's been so long ago. I, I need to like brush up on the story, but like I know it's still on YouTube. But it was like I remember like watching that as like a young queer person and being so afraid <laughs> to travel <laughs> because I was like, oh my gosh, like is this gonna happen to me? And like obviously I'm not a trans woman, but like but still, like, I was like... No, the fear is there. Uh, the fear is definitely there. And that's why I think, too, like, it's it's really important. Like, even when we went to Romania, like, I did, like, a pretty, like, deep dive into just, like, what are the laws, like, around, like, queer people, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, what, what pertains to us, you know? And, and I think it's important that you know that. And I think it's important also to know where your embassy is, like, when you're also traveling, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, that's really going to be your safe haven, um, so it was kind of cool. Like when we were in Romania, I love when we, we drove past like the Canadian embassy and had like a pride flag out front, which yeah. I think was really cool. 
and, like, see, but. and then like pre-traveling too, like mm-hmm. I think it's important um, to leave your information and contact information with somebody yeah. who that like, you know, you're going to be in not necessarily consistent contact, but I mean, somebody that you trust that, you know, A is going to answer the phone if you called or if they got a number that they didn't recognize or d- is their phone even on? Unlike Miles where it's always on silent, no notifications. <laughs> Miles is the worst for that. Okay. But if I didn't, then my literal phone would be like vibrating every five seconds. <laughs> okay, great. What about the time that I was in a car accident? You didn't bother oh. to call me back in like an hour and a half and you're like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, I'm just on the way to the hospital. I was a little sleeping, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, let's see if I bring up that can of worms. So unlike Miles, you know, trust somebody that will have their notifications on or will look at their phone. Don't choose a content creator. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. But not, like I said, like somebody that you trust and, and that you know that you can get a hold of, leave your information because, you know, it's like camping and stuff. Okay, I'm going to check in on every, you know, my days when I have, I've done that. Like when I'm gone camping, hey, this is where I am. This is where my campsite is. This is where I'll probably have like... um uh, a chance to like check in and then if that person doesn't hear from you you know it kind of prompts them to be like oh i haven't seen anything on instagram mm-hmm. you know whatever to kind of check in with you as well i love it i love all these tips well i can't wait i loved we both love traveling and i yes. can't wait to figure out where our next destination is going to be so stay tuned everyone <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.